This is American Girl Women with Lindsay Adams Franca and Laura Treder, a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Becca King. With a career in social media marketing, managing some of your favorite beauty and wellness brands, Becca grew up in East Hampton, New York, where she blissfully spent her youth dancing and cultivating an American Girl doll collection anyone would be envious of. Becca? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, my favorite ladies. Welcome. How are you guys? Oh my God, we're amazing because we can't believe that you're our first guest on the pod. I'm, I must say I am very honored. This is a topic that is very dear to my heart and I have literal notes on notes, so I'm ready (laughs) to get into it. I I honestly feel like when Lindsay and I first started sort of like exploring (laughs) and revisiting American Girl that like you were one of the first people that was like, oh, I've got some some tea to spill about that as well. Oh, I absolutely have some tea. And I remember we started talking about it like as a group, like literally last year and being like, oh my God, the American Girl doll store and now here we are. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. We absolutely did. Full disclosure, we all used to work together at yeah. Mika. And one day, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it and undisclosed. <laughs> I know. I'm like, friend. wait, cut that out. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> yes, we can say that. But I just, I just thought it was funny. It's like we used to all work together at at. Brooklyn-based hair brand. And (laughs) one afternoon, I remember gathering around the computer and someone had uploaded an American Girl catalog onto this website. And we were just going crazy looking at all the nostalgic pictures. And I feel like that's how we discovered our collective love for AG. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, I'm pretty sure, Lindsay, you like pulled it up on your computer and then we all just like, we all huddled, we rolled over (laughs) in our desk chairs. And now that we all work from home, it's hard to picture like a bunch of people who are like supposed to be working, like just huddled around a computer looking at a scan of an American Girl doll catalog. (laughs) They're like, what are you, like, what are you doing? You're like, nothing. Nothing. Not working. It's like an in an open concept office plan where like <laughs> I sat next to my boss. Like it's yeah. just anybody could actually have seen that we were definitely not working, but attention must be paid. So yeah. truly. I miss I miss those like random work breaks and like that oh never God, happens truly. working from home where it's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden like you and your coworkers talk about some like very nostalgic moment for like 10 minutes. And then back to work. Like that just doesn't happen anymore. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. I really miss that. But I feel like I am so grateful that we got to have that like pre- pandemic because it really stayed with me and obviously with Lindsay too enough that we were like you know what we should I don't even like remember why we ended up revisiting it during the pandemic but I remember like 
in that day in the office being like, wow, this like has touched so many people's lives. So yeah, that's how, how we ended up here it's with Becca AG today. Do. It's how AG do. I guess, Becca, you have provided us a myriad of background information um, already in the past with chatting with you about AG, but formally, you know, we have to ask, uh, what's your earliest AG memory and like, how old were you when AG entered your life? I was born in 95. So I'm technically a millennial, but like could also be a Gen Z, but I'd like to consider myself a millennial. Ooh, that's you know, usually just, not the direction a cusper likes to go. It's my preferred choice. It's <laughs> a millennial soul. It's a, yeah, I'm a millennial soul. So I want to say, I think I had my first doll around six or seven. So like first grade. And I think it was just like, I really can't remember specifically like how I was introduced to American Girl dolls, but I want to say it was probably either girls in my, I don't want to say little girls, but they were little, little girls in my life who were like maybe a year or two older that I like really looked up to or either my, my friends had them. And so I was like, okay, I have to have it and just like fell in love with it. I feel like American Girl dolls are one of the first things that I was like influenced to buy in a pre-social media They were the first, the first influencer. Exactly. Everybody had them. Everyone I knew had them. Um, Their marketing strategy was truly above and beyond. The way they cultivated the word of mouth in literal children. It's true. I mean, you guys both work in more of that space. I feel like in terms of like your actual careers, but I, I'm, I'm trying to picture like how to market something like this successfully in an age where like the internet basically barely existed and social media wasn't a thing. It's unbelievable. I wonder if like a similar thing to American Girl can exist today. Like I feel like it just hits such a moment where so many women and people that we speak to about American Girl today are still so obsessed with it, have so many thoughts and feelings. And it's like, is there something today that children are like latching onto that 20 30 years from now, they're going to still have those strong feelings for, or is it just like oversaturated social media world where they're just moving on to the next thing and nothing is really sticking? You know, I, I also played with other dolls like Bratz and like Polly Pockets and like stuff like that. Calico and Critters. Course, <clears throat> Calico Critters. <laughs> shout out to my people in the back. And I loved those things as well. But like the actual hold that American Girl dolls and Bitty Babies had on me for like a literal decade, it was unwavering. Like my passion for it was unwavering. And those other dolls like came and went, but like I always had, I always played with American Girl dolls. Timeless, 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 timeless. Well, they just hit, they hit on so many points, right? Like you have the doll aspect, you have the fashion, the catalog. So that catalog had a hold on me. Like, oh, we'll get into the catalog later. Oh my God. The catalog. catalog is a whole, whole separate conversation, but between that and the books, the experience of going into the American girl store, there are so many yeah, they really points did of AG world that it really takes a hold on you. Talk always about creating a holistic brand experience. Am I right? Like- oh my God. Seriously. They were doing it first before. They were doing else. it first. Glossier who? We don't know her. But like, seriously, if you think about it, like Okay, let's just like quickly break this down. You had the dolls that were like 
product, but then you also had your like clothing for girls. And then you had like your, um, cat, your regular catalog, but then you also had like the side catalog, like, and then you had the books that were not necessarily American girl, but they weren't like about the dolls, but they were American girl branded. And it's just like, what was that? Like they're into the gloss. Like I just, I'm, uh, I'm crying. <laughs> And they had the magazine and the magazine I like poured myself over. I can still probably remember like 10 article titles off the top of my head. And the funny thing I think back on now is that so much of it, like, I think I read about it recently that in this magazine, there are no advertisements and it's just like, it was an advertisement for their entire world. <laughs> You're like, it's one giant advertisement. We get it. It's like, true. Guys. It's true. And I feel like, I feel like when they, they felt like they would start to lose their like ideal consumer around like age, like 11, 12, like basically yeah. middle school age, then they suck you back in with like Karen keeping a view and the American girl, like non-doll catalog. They're like, there is still something left yet for you. I can't wait to talk <laughs> about the body book. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Well, Iconic. I, rounding out the thought of how you got, you know, your age when you initially got involved, you're yeah. pretty, pretty little, but I, I did mm-hmm. want to quickly also loop into that question. Cause you know, you're from East Hampton, mm-hmm. a, a rather, uh, elite enclave. Yes. As, as some would say. As some would say, <laughs> home of Ina Garten, famously. Yeah, queen. I just was curious because, like, for me and Lindsay, like, when we've talked about this, like, I feel like in New England, American girls were, like, oh my God, must have. And I'm, I'm yeah. wondering, you know, since they are, like, a higher price point item for kids, like, was there a sense of, like, competition when you were first getting these dolls or, like, uh, I have to have it because every girl at my school has it or like we're girls like oh well like you know I have like two dolls but like so and so has 12 like things like that I mean let's just I think I definitely was in like some sort of like bubble where I mean I think at one point I had nine of them like that's disgusting <laughs> and over the top it's <laughs> disgusting and it's over the top who gave me nine of them and that's also like me being a product of divorced parents and just like, you know, two Christmases, two birthdays, like all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I would say there's like a little bit, and I think that's with any sort of like thing like this, where it's like, there's a little bit of that edge of competition between girls, even if it's not like a parent, but like, you always want like the newer things, but like, we always shared stuff as well. You know, like if we were all playing or like, you know, making some imaginary scenario in our head or whatever it was. When you had friends that played with American Girl, like the opportunity that you would have to bring your dolls over to their house and like just mix all those dolls together in an American Girl, like variable who's who melting pot of all the different options there were was like- And basically like getting to see like all, or like having access to all these new outfits that you wouldn't necessarily have access to before and your parents didn't have to pay for it, you know? Like Mm -hmm. walk us through your collection. Remember my first one was Kirsten or Kirsten, however you want to pronounce it. We we say Um, Kirsten. Kirsten, yes. So she was actually given to me by my grandmother, RIP grandma, but she gave me that. And I don't even think it was like a choice. I didn't really like have a choice in what my first doll was, but 
I remember getting her and like, it was just a snowball effect from there. But I had a mix of like the historical dolls as well as the like, what I like to call the customizable ones or the like, what are, what are they really called though? They changed names over the years. Yeah, they they, re- they rebrand from time they rebrand times. Yeah, girl of today, truly me. Girl of today is what it was called when I was growing up. Um, yeah, so I, I had some of those and some of the historical ones as well. A mix. Did you start off with historical and then move to the customizable ones? Exactly. Yep. I feel like is that the transition for most girls? I want to say yes. Yeah. I mean. Definitely for me, because I'm an 86 baby. So I only had historical as an option when I first started getting into them. And I don't know the exact date that they brought on the girl of today's, but it was definitely like towards the end of my interest. Yeah. It's so Um, funny, like hearing about the periods of it. Like, when did they start doing? I don't even know. When did the first one? Oh yeah. Pleasant, Pleasant Company started the American Girl doll collection in 1986. So. Oh my God. Wow. We're the same age. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) We're twins. And that's why for Lindsay's birthday, we have to go to the American Girl store. Well, I was just thinking that I was like, too bad. I didn't think about this earlier and we could have gone for Laura's birthday but we'll go for something. We're going to go. We're absolutely going to go. And, you know, circling back to what Lindsay said about not being able to have the opportunity to get a girl of today because she had already kind of like phased out of AG by the time those like became more popular. It's not too late, Lindsay. Like it's not too late. (laughs) If if Harry Hill has shown us anything is that it's not too late. I might get myself a phone fucking doll I'm gonna just say it I might I'm so impulsive when I'm like in a store that I feel like literally go into that store like I might get one as an avid reader of AG Reddit people get dolls at all points of their life I feel like the door is wide open for that like I just know (laughs) Lindsay that like if we go like I'm gonna be standing in a historical like vignette of like one of the dolls (laughs) and I'm gonna be like I have to have this (laughs) what was your guys first doll mine was samantha okay yeah and i had felicity felicity yes she was another great one Mm, i feel like those both check out i feel like all of these kind of check out for the three of us but i did want to ask becca when you got that uh kirsten doll Mm -hmm. and you opened that box like were you like aware of what exactly it was you were getting or were you like this was like truly like, oh, I've never seen this before. Cause I, I, I know you mentioned like other people had it, but other like, hasn't. yeah, I think, I think I'm trying to think back and I'm, I'm pretty sure I knew exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive. I knew exactly what it was and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty sure I was a little pissed that I got the doll that I got because I just hated her hair in the little things. I just hated it. I hated it. The little like braids that they put into circles. Mm, the princess, I wasn't the princess Leia moment. Exactly. And that was definitely an interesting choice of hairstyle. Right. And then you like take her braids out and it, she, her hair was out to here. And I was just like, this wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> she had a, she had a lot of frizz when the braids were like where's the were leave-in removed. conditioner <laughs> I know she needs a little bit of of hair product do you remember what like the second one you got was I think it was probably 
Samantha or Molly. I had a real obsession with Molly with the glasses. Can I ask like why though? Because I just Can I ask why too though, Laura? Because <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like Lindsay and I, I talk- just thought she was like cute and quirky. Lindsay and I talked about this a bit because like, well, Lindsay, you go ahead because you like had glasses as a kid and I feel like you specifically were like no to Molly. It's kind of funny how like a certain accessory will really turn you off from something. And it's just so, it's just so polarizing. (laughs) It truly is. Like you with Kirsten's braids, Molly was essentially Samantha with glasses. Like they look identical to each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you're not wrong. The glasses really threw me off about Molly uh, (laughs) to the point where- Yeah, to the point where I really didn't have much interest in her. I don't remember ever wanting her. However, I had glasses myself. And, you know, some people are drawn to the dolls that they look like. Yet that was not the case for myself. That's funny. Yeah. I I mean, I got glasses when I was in like fifth grade. So maybe that was like a foreshadowing. I had glasses. I was like a baby with glasses. I was a, I've had glasses since I was three. So oh my God. <laughs> it's so hard to picture. Baby glasses are really cute. Yeah. It's so hard to you. picture you as a baby with glasses. Lindsay. Yeah. I've had, I've had contacts since I was nine in fourth grade. So it's oh hard Lord. to remember myself, you know, day to day with the glasses. I feel like the one thing I will say though about Kirsten as like a first doll and like when Lindsay and I were like pouring over the catalogs this winter like Kirsten's outfits were some of the best ones I'm not gonna lie to you you're not you're you're not wrong her outfits are impeccable I am obsessed with each and every one of them as well as Felicity's those 1700s 1800s outfits are so gorgeous did you have their collection of outfits too? Or were you just getting like the initial outfits and then other pieces here and there? What did that look like for you? So a lot of the outfits that I got weren't like the historical ones that came with the doll. It was more like, I guess it was like the American Girl Today ones. I, I They were like, like I remember specifically my favorite outfit was a bowling outfit. Like I had the set with the pins as well (laughs) I'm sorry Becca that's so funny (laughs) yes I mean that was it it's a bowling outfit but it like it came with the pins and I was like and a literal bowling ball with a case and I was like this shit the shit were you into bowling no (laughs) just a little bit of escapism for (laughs) you it's just like it was just like the whole thing and I was like oh my god she has like a little bowling ball like it's a tiny little bowling ball it's Mm. so cute yeah, but yeah, I had some historical outfits, but a lot of them were like those newer ones that were with the like American Girl today or whatever. Well, I was just gonna say, did you ever do like the blasphemous act of putting a historical doll in a modern outfit? Probably, I probably <laughs> did, and I'm so sorry to whoever I have to say sorry to up, up there, Pleasant Rowland, the founder yes. of Pleasant Company. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to bring this up at some point though, because I I don't even know if this is something that I told 
either of you, but my obsession went so far as to when I was in third grade, my mom redid my childhood bedroom and she like surprised me. At some point, American Girl Doll designed bedding and like room stuff. And so I had this canopy and this duvet cover from American Girl and my entire room was themed off of this. And I, I vaguely remember this. What did it look like? It was purple and it was a purple canopy and the duvet was like purple and blue. And I think my doll had a matching bed set as well. And I even also one year, my mom got me an outfit that matched my doll. I don't know if you guys ever did this shit. Yeah, absolutely. Both of us did. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to wear, I had to, I loved it. I wore an outfit that was the same as my doll one year for Easter. You have exposed me. I'm just quickly looking up the American Girl bedding because I personally did not remember that at all. But now I'm so curious about it. Yeah, it's like an obscure thing that I forgot about until literally today. Um, But if you find it, let me know because I'd be. Yeah, it was a canopy. And I remember being like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I bet it's so rare. I I bet you could like get tons of money for it on eBay now. Right. (laughs) Considering I just bought an American Girl catalog from 1995 for like $30 on eBay. And that was the least expensive of them all. (gasps) You can get some real money for that canopy. Yeah. If you, if your mom took any pics of like a before and after of this room, I'd love to. Oh my God. I know. Right. After this, I am going to make my mom go up into our attic and see if we can find albums I unfortunately, as a heads up, I don't have the dolls any. Girl, you and me both. It's such a shame. I know. But I actually have a very good story. I actually gave them to a family that, like, my aunt knew or something. And they just, like, they couldn't really afford those, you know. It was things I had. I mean, it was a collection I had amassed over, like, a literal decade. So I was like, I'd rather just give it to these two girls and have it just collecting dust up in my attic so I gave it to them and they got a second life so that was cool that's so wonderful all right so we briefly touched on this but now I really want to get into it um and that's I think and you can agree to disagree the catalog is the like actual best part about American Girl and I want to hear your thoughts and experiences with this catalog because I feel like everybody just like had such a unique experience like pouring over that catalog so oh my god um I 100% agree I think 80 to 90% of the fun of those dolls was getting the catalog and I don't was it every month or was it I think seasonal. Like seasonal or quarterly. (laughs) (laughs) It was the quarterly catalog because the ones that Lindsay and I were like looking at from the 90s were like spring, winter. Yeah. Yeah. Holiday. Holiday was always like the one that like they made sure they like doubled their mailing list for that one. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. I remember like highly anticipating getting the catalog and my mom knew not to throw that shit out. She did there would be hellfire to pay. And I, I mean, I spent 
probably a week or two at least pouring over it and like circling things that I wanted and like directing people in my life to be like this is what I want for my birthday and this is what I want for Christmas yeah that thing was amazing it was um, full of and so I did much have possibility so full of so much possibility and also bitty baby section in the back am I right oh, I feel like the catalog order that I was used to was historical dolls in the front today dolls in the middle and then like the outfits and accessories you could get. And then you had bitty babies at yes. the very end. And yes. sometimes I think on the back too, you'd have like a yeah. bitty baby. Did um, you guys have bitty baby? Oh yeah. I actually 100%. had bitty baby before I had Felicity. So I was introduced to bitty baby probably when I was like four or so. Like I think around the time my little brother was born, I got a bitty baby. So bitty baby and... American Girl Doll came out at the same time. For some reason, I thought Betty Baby like came after or something. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I feel like if it did, it was like just a couple years after. Yeah, not long after. Um, but I had a Bitty Baby and also famously the Bitty Twins. Like, and I had the Bitty nice. Twins like right before I stopped caring about American Girl. But yeah. um I felt like the bitty baby was such a different experience than the doll oh like my God. because the doll you were not like the doll's mom but you were the exactly <laughs> oh oh I was I I was saying I was thinking to myself how the bitty baby was something that like and I don't know if you guys were into this but like when I and I was probably a little too old to be doing this at one point but like I had a doll that looked very much like a newborn baby. And I pretended to be its mother and I brought it on vacation and I bought it clothes at the dollar store and I bought it bottles and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, that was me pretending to be a mom for fun. How old were you at this point? Okay. I think at one point I was in like fourth grade, I think like I, like it was, it was so messed up. It was so at a time in all of our lives where like being a mom is actually like could it's like be what you do for fun a reality like you... the fact that I used to like do because I did the same thing maybe not when right. I was like nine like you're like no... maybe not that old <laughs> no shade <laughs> but I do remember like being like oh yeah this is my baby and like the bitty baby clothes were so satisfying for that because so they satisfying. had like they had like the little baby onesies and the diaper yeah. bag and all those things yes, I had the diaper bag and I had the crib oh And not only the bitty baby, but the bitty bear I look at today (laughs) is actually the cutest thing ever. It's so cute. The bitty bear. I remember having this like backpack and there was like a section for bitty baby and then a section for bitty bear. I don't know if anybody else had this backpack, but like it was like a carrier for bitty baby and then the bitty bear sat in the front. And I remember just being like, this is like the peak. Yeah. (laughs) Truly. Truly. <laughs> Becca, did your bitty baby look like you or did you have just like a random one? I think I just had the one with like brown hair. Yeah, I feel like there weren't too many options for. Yeah, I actually, it, it didn't even dawn on me that there were options. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, I feel like, like they weren't all this generic white baby. No, they've definitely like expanded their offerings. Lindsay, did yours have brown hair? It didn't. I just had the blonde baby, though mm, I, I honestly can't remember it even having hair. And I found I it. 
I it's can't like find my hair. Right. <laughs> I exactly. I cannot find Felicity at my parents' house. I know she is somewhere in their attic, but I did find Bitty Baby cloth body and all. I showed Laura a picture. It looked a little frightening, but it she, she survived Love it. after all Love these it. years. But yeah, the catalog was truly like I don't know if AG would be as memorable today and have such a reaction if we all weren't obsessing over that catalog. Was there anything that you wanted, but didn't get like any piece of furniture, a historical outfit an outfit for you? Was there any like, I'm like, doesn't sound like it based on the amount of stuff (laughs) after nine dolls. Literally. I, I was thinking about this recently, but I think one that really stood out to me was like the ice skating, something about that. Ooh. You know, like a nice tight little spandex. <laughs> Love that. And a pair of fake skates. And I always wanted the furniture. I think the furniture was so covetable and like, that's what everybody wanted, but it was beans. It was expensive. Mm. Yeah. The furniture was a bit of a flex and also a financial commitment. Uh, for anybody who is you're really investing at that point like yeah 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 and one of the things Lindsay and I talked about with the furniture too was like where were you really like setting up this furniture and like how were you playing with it like were you putting your doll to bed every night like it doesn't really no yeah but back at the time it was like yeah I I need a um yes she needs a a trundle bed (laughs) I still want Samantha's bed and I know you two ladies have pets and if I did there would be no question that I would buy my cat or small dog Samantha's beautiful brass bed you're not wrong. Seriously it was such a beautiful bed I think Jerry might be just a skosh too big for it but but Stevie breaking that bed (laughs) Becca's cat could certainly fit on it I feel like I want to do a little bit of a dive into the books as well did you have any interest in those books because I did have interest in the books. what I remember was it being like a box set almost where it was like four or five books that slid into this thing and I think I read Felicity and like Samantha or something maybe Kirsten as well but I remember those being at like scholastic book fairs I think were you reading them before you got each doll or were you receiving the dolls and then reading their stories yeah I was I was receiving the dolls and then reading their stories I wasn't like huge into the books it was like if someone had happened to get them for me like I'd read them but I wasn't like I really want the book (laughs) like I really want the clothes but there was one book that it sounds like but there's one we all book, had. <laughs> but there's one book that will go down in history, ladies. <laughs> and that is The Care and Keeping of You. <laughs> what I also like to call the body book. Yes. Did your mom get that for you or did you like ask for that? My mom got it for me. And it's where I saw my first vagina. Yeah. Not and, even my own. And like there were like some very like wholesome illustrations of like how to put a stamp on. Nipples, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. All that stuff. I, th- I, I think, think the, the tampon thing really scarred me. Like I was like, I was like, I'm, I, I really hope I never get my period. 
Oh my god. I think everybody's mom, mom, at least, or at least my mom did, like, just kind of, like, quietly, like, slid that across the dining room table. Like, um, and I'm like, what (laughs) the fuck is this? There's a vagina in here. Looking at it aggressively, you're like, wait, but I need to know more about deodorant and shaving yeah that's honestly the way to do it though like you know like moms knew this would be an embarrassing subject to broach especially like during that time period I think things are like much more under the table today I think those conversations are more out in the open friends and I have all had this experience where it's like the book was quietly given and outwardly you're like oh this is so embarrassing but like behind closed doors you're like yes finally thank you I'm so happy we didn't have to have this conversation face to face yeah yeah agreed a hundred percent I think it's so different now like but I personally am grateful that I was just given a book to look over on my own time (laughs) right I also think I had, and I'm, I can't remember if this was an American Girl doll book or it was potentially an, another franchise, but didn't they have a divorce book also? <laughs> they did. Wait, you had that, Becca? Oh my God. Your mom was quietly <laughs> sliding books across the table to you left and right. She was like, I hear some literature you might be interested like, in. Your body. Divorce. <laughs> Thank God for AG. <laughs> they did. They honestly had the books for like every situation. I was yeah. looking in the catalog recently where they had that. Um, oh my God, they probably like, have one like if you're, someone dies or something. Oh God. Oh, I'm thinking about all the possibilities. A book for every occasion. And imagine those authors who are writing it for like a 10 year old to comprehend. It's very interesting that they that they went <laughs> into this territory at all, honestly. Is there illustrators? They're like, (laughs) (laughs) they're illustrators. They're like, we need to show mm, about four to five (laughs) stages of breast development. And they're like, hey, did you show a vagina? (laughs) And they're like, and they're like, and this is a book for kids. So don't make it weird. And I want to know who had to illustrate the ones of like all the stages of like your breast development and how many girls were just like, I haven't made it past the, the third stage. And like, for me personally, I was like, I have exceeded right, really the, the last stage. Yeah. <laughs> that person just standardizing small women's breasts. Literally, literally. And they had like little like terms for like all the different like stages too that like you never like I'm like what? I'm like, what's a breast bud? (laughs) Oh my god. Like no one ever uses that term again. Oh my god. So scarring. AG started started that party. I'm gonna bring it back. When I have a daughter one day, I'm gonna I'm gonna quietly slide that shit across the table. (laughs) Exactly. And I don't even want the updated version. I want the version that I had. (laughs) Oh my God. Well I guess this kind of like brings us, you know, full circle to the I think what could be like the cap for our our reminiscences, which is uh any last thoughts about the impression that American Girl left on you? I mean, I think clearly it has, but yeah, anything I mean, specific? God, yeah. No, I mean, just like I was saying before, just like how there have been so many other like dolls that have come into the space, the space or whatever, you know, like frats and 
Polly Pockets and like all these things that I also played with. But like, there's nothing I, re- I don't even remember their names, but like American Girl Doll, I will remember for the rest of my life. I love that. That's so wholesome. Really? Lindsay, would yeah. you like to introduce our, our final segment here? So we're going to test your memory a little bit. I am going to send some rapid fire secondary characters your way and you have to quickly match them to their historic dolls all right so this is going to be from felicity kirsten Addie, samantha josefina and molly so the six originals all right and these are all characters that are their friends their aunts anyone who's kind of on the periphery so we're going to test your knowledge here, Becca. And I'm a little nervous for you if you didn't really read the books. <laughs> I'm like I'm a little nervous for myself too, actually. Even better, honestly. I can't wait to oh God. I'm going to be like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right, ready? Here we go. Gardner Edwards. Felicity. Annabelle Cole. Kirsten. <laughs> Auntie Lula. I could not tell you. Emily Bennett. I'm literally guessing based on the decades. I'm like, Kit? <laughs> no, she wasn't a Kit choice, Becca. Kit is not a choice. <laughs> Mariana. Josefina. Is the only Man- ones on range? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Miss Manderly. Samantha. Singing Bird. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Rand Mary. <laughs> Samantha? Yeah. You got it. Oh also, I want to be Grand Mary one Me day. Too. Imagine just having your granddaughter calling you Grand Mary, <laughs> even if your name <laughs> isn't Mary. <laughs> Grand Lindsay. <laughs> Grand Lindsay. Harriet Davis. Addie. Agatha Pitt. Molly. Jiggy Nye. <laughs> Becca's <laughs> face, for people listening, Becca's face when Lindsay said Jiggy Nye was like, <laughs> what? Um... All right, Teresita. Gladys Guilford. Gladys, good old Gladys. Molly. Lars Larson. Is that Felicity? No. Damn it. Marta. (laughs) Marta, oh God. Is that Josefina also? It is not. Mrs. Ford. Molly. No. Allison Hargate. (laughs) Allison. Oh my God. How do you like know all these secondary characters? I don't know. Shit. I don't when know. Laura... I was surprised by how many I got right. Yeah. Oh Laura got like all of these. How? I don't know. Oh my <laughs> these God. are just burned into my brain. <laughs> Clearly. What was the last one? Allison Hargate. Felicity. Magdalena. Josefina. You, you ended strong there. Nice. Lars Larson is Kirsten's brother with a very interesting name. Marta is her friend that passed away, Kirsten. Um, She had a friend that passed away? She did. yeah. Life's hard lessons. (laughs) Yeah, these books weren't just fluff. They had a lot of hard topics. Uh, Stinging Bird was also Kirsten. Grand Mary was Mm -hmm. Samantha. Annabelle Cole is Felicity. Gardner Edwards 
AKA Uncle Guard, Samantha's extremely mm. hot uncle. Got if you it. go back and watch the movies, uh, <laughs> Jiggy Nye, Felicity Villain, mm. Allison Hargate, Molly, kind of a villain, mm. kind of a show off. Agatha Pitt is Samantha. Lula is Addie. Emily Bennett is Molly. That is her friend that her family took in during World War II. She's always getting into mischief is what I read. Damn straight. All right, Becca, you got a solid seven. Out of what? Out of maybe 20. So your your homework is to go back and read some AG books. I think I'm going to. I highly recommend the Addie books. They're really, really good. Like, I remember reading those in, like, one day when I was a kid. They were so good. All right. Now, this is a game, Becca, that I think is going to be more your speed. There's no real right or wrong answer, but I feel like it's based on, like, Lindsay and I's subjectivity thinking if it's, like, a match or not. But... (laughs) You uh, provided us with a list of your favorite celebrities, and I am going to name some celebs, and you're going to name the American Girl doll you think that they would have, and really it's up to our whims and fancies, but let's start with uh, one that we all know and love, Tinks. Okay, Tinks. Wow. Okay. Would Tinks be Samantha? I am inclined to think that Tinks is Samantha. I think Tinks would have Samantha. I think you're right on the money with that one. I think, or like a Felicity. I think Samantha just because of like the bouginess. Yeah. The, the unabashed bouginess. And I also find Tinks to be someone who, even though she's like very relatable, like when she's like, oh yeah, my parents have this f- flat in Tribeca because they didn't want to fly all the way out directly to LA to see me so now we all meet <laughs> here and now then like that's here. just normal that's yeah. I feel like that's such Samantha energy it is Samantha energy no you're totally right um well good looking out there Becca I think you're 100% correct there um next I'm gonna throw out Ariana Grande <sighs> Miss Grande um she might be into like a Kirsten is she have a singing thing I don't think so but say more say more about why you think Kirsten when you said singing bird I immediately was like <laughs> Kirsten <laughs> oh my god um but I also just think like the hairstyle and like I don't know I just I just get those like soft girly vibes you know? mm-hmm. I I can understand that, and we we think that Kirsten is rocking like eighteen inches of wefts in the same way. Exactly, that- exactly. <laughs> it's like the, those it's bundles. The, yeah, it's her version of the long ponytail. I would I, say that she is a Molly, like kind oh, of yeah. kind of an underdog, and then really came into her own being a performer. We can't yeah. forget Molly's performance, her tap dance, her oh my god, big moment where Agreed. I think she also took her glasses off. Oh uh, my if I god. remember correctly. Yeah, she like couldn't see. All right, last one I'm gonna 
mention, he's already come up on this podcast once before, and that is Harry Hill. Harry, if you ever listen to this podcast, please come on and be a guest. We'd love to have you. But what doll do you think Harry would have? I feel like it would be Samantha only because of that bouginess as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bouginess, the bouginess and binginess, I think. Binchy is- and like the etiquette part of it. And like, you know how he does the little like, you know, when he ends a word that's like, it'll be like U-E-T-T-E. Yes, yes. <laughs> like pick it up <laughs> or whatever it is. It's like, I just feel like that. I... I think that that's a good answer for that one too. I would say you got three for three here. All great choices. You guys did have a question though that I I thought was really funny where it was like, what, what, what would your historical doll be doing today? And I was like, oh, Kirsten would literally be a Swedish club. She'd be a what? A Swedish what? <laughs> Oh my god. See, I disagree. I don't know if that's problematic to say, but that's she would literally be at like the My perception of Kirsten today would be like she is living out in upstate New York or something after taking a break from her like media job to be an influencer full time. And she's like making wreaths, but the wreaths like went viral or something. And now this is her full time business. Truly like living off the grid, but also documenting it all every step of the way. Yeah. She's now an Etsy She's an Etsy celeb. Yeah, but I like this, but there's no wrong answers here. I love this, this alternate universe where Kirsten is like hitting up PhD and like, um, I I just thought in like Swedish and like she's she's a Swedish club rat. She just got to New York City. She is. And she's first generation immigrant. So she's still very in touch with her Swedish roots. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Becca. Ladies, it was a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love talking about this. All right. Now let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah. So my Instagram is name is Beck, B-E-C. Thanks, Becca. We love this idea. (laughs) Can't wait to see it. All right. Well, stay tuned next week for another edition of American Girl Women. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.